savior figures, even minor ones, will often have animals in their hands. And this will be, or around them, this will be illustrated in the film, in, in my clips. Lois Lane's fiance, Richard White, played by Cyclops, no, I mean Scott, no, 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 I mean James Marston. Yeah. Okay, so Lois Lane's fiance as Clark Kent slash Superman's rival for Lois's affections, if he were to follow conventions, should be revealed to us to be a real jerk. Instead, he cooperates with Superman, he risks his life to save Superman, and he performs an act of selfless love by driving Lois and her son to the hospital to see the supposedly dying Superman. Christ films like Superman and E.T. the Extraterrestrial remind us that when we acknowledge Christ, we are called to shed our selfishness and pettiness to reveal our true identities as children of God created in God's own image. The next example is the kind of Christ film that disturbs me because it twists the story and betrays it. Now, there are better examples of such film, uh, films that appropriate more of the Christ story, but this is a recent film. Uh, how many of you have seen Transformers? Some hands up? Mm, not, okay, not as many as I would have liked. Okay, but first of all, my apologies to any of you who grew up loving your Transformers. Granted, the film was exciting and very, very funny, but Transformers turns the Christ story into a tale of redemptive violence in which the death of the enemy brings salvation. The first tip-off that this is a wannabe Christ film is the opening roll-up or crawl that reads, and again, it doesn't read John. But, okay. Before time began, there was the cube. We know not where it comes from, only that it holds the power to create worlds and fill them with life. The Christ characters are the Autobots who come to Earth and take on man-made forms uh, and useful forms. Um, I should have Philippians 2, verse 6 to 11 up here because Christ, who was in the form of God, uh, did not count himself equal with God uh, and emptied himself taking the form of a slave. So the, these guys do similar sort of things. Okay, so they come to earth to help save the world from the evil Decepticons who take on forms that threaten human life. Good technology, bad nat nature. The Decepticons are after the AllSpark, the cube, that is hidden on Earth because it grants supreme power and, and eternal life to whomever possesses it. And these are all subtle uh, themes that come out of Genesis. The Autobots know they cannot defeat the Decepticons by might, and Optimus Prime, the leader of the Autobots, repeatedly announces that if necessary, they will prevent the Decepticons from prevailing with an act of self-sacrifice by taking the cube into their chest and thereby destroying it in themselves. So here's this act of self-sacrificial love that will redeem the world, save the world. 
Now, and if you think about it, it's very comparable to the death of Aslan in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But in the end, when Optimus Prime asks Sam Witwicky, which means Sam Quickwit, to place the cube in his chest, an act that will destroy both the Autobot and the cube, Sam shoves it into the chest of Megatron. So here we have him destroying Megatron, the leader of the Decepticons. Quickwits and the involuntary sacrificial death of the enemy saves the day. Good triumphs by destroying evil. Good for a sequel, but misses the Christ message. Transformers reveals how easy it is to twist the story so that it misses the point that it takes an act of self-sacrificial love to confute evil and thereby to redeem the world. Evil understands violence and opposition. Evil cannot comprehend or anticipate acts of love. Okay, the last film that I want to explore makes more subtle use of the Christ story and, as is often the case, is more profound. Although the, chi the and this is the children of men, how many people have seen this film? Oh, a reasonable amount of people. And if you take one of uh, Joe Lichty's courses, you're sure to have seen it. Okay, the film, The Children of Men, seems to turn its back on the Christ story because it is the story of the children of men rather than the children of God. But what one needs to do when watching this film is to watch what's happening in the background, the backlighting, because it backlights aspects of the Christ story that tend to get overshadowed by most of our contemporary tellings of the story. The year is 2027. Complete infertility is a global pandemic, and the world is mourning because the youngest person on the planet, a 22-year-old Brazilian, has just been killed in a fight provoked by demanding fans. In the wake of global economic collapse and disasters that make Europe uninhabitable, refugees flood into an unwelcoming England. As the film follows the life of its protagonist, Theo, um, and do note, here's another little convention of film. Whenever you have a Christ figure or a Redeemer figure, look at the backlighting. Okay. Uh, the film follows the life of the protagonist, Theo, God. Uh, and what we see in the background as he moves along the streets is people locked in cages and newspaper articles in the background that proclaim that strangers are not welcome. Theo himself seems to have lost hope, but from time to time we catch a glimpse of him petting animals. So we know not all hope is lost. Animals are drawn to him like sheep to the good shepherd. This is totally unaccountable is in this shot where he's walking up a step in the background. This Little herd of sheep crosses the screen, just in case you didn't catch on that he's the good shepherd. Theo's ex-wife, note the backlighting, is she a good character or a bad character? His ex-wife, Julian, is a member of the Fishes, a political group that seeks to protect the right of refugees. 
She asks him to help smuggle a young woman to the coast where she will be picked up by a boat. In need of money, he agrees, but his motives quickly change when Julian is killed by a sniper and he discovers the young woman, Key, is pregnant. And there we have it, cows. Okay, now, th this is not a funny film. It it's rather bleak film. Uh, various groups and individuals seek to exploit her pregnancy, including the fishes who lose sight of their goals because of their ideological commitment to revolt. And, um, okay. Oh, but Theo manages to steer the straight course and never resorts to violence in this film. In the end, he saves Key by emptying himself and taking the form of a refugee. This allows him to be taken captive and to be imprisoned in an internment camp on the coast. After delivering Key's baby, Theo is able to save mother and child by delivering them by boat to the ship that will um, but in doing so, he gives his life. He's shot. Before he dies, Key shares her intention to name her baby Dylan after Theo's deceased son. The baby, a girl, named for the son of Theo, mm, yeah. <laughs> gives humanity, saves humanity by giving it hope. Theo's parting words are words of hope. I'm not going to make it, and I will never know if you make it, but I want to believe that you will. So then Theo then dies. I, I love these. <laughs> <laughs> Clips take way too much time to set up, but you can do the same thing, the flicker book, okay. Theo dies before the ship, named Tomorrow, arrives and the ship delivers Key and Dylan to safety. We think, we don't know, we hope. This film was made before the current global economic crisis began, but it anticipates the kind of political climate that we are now experiencing. The film reminds us that our spiritual ancestors were once aliens living in a foreign land and that Jesus himself was an endangered infant forced to flee into exile. Now, one of the outcomes of your education at Goshen College is that you will leave with a broader and more nuanced understanding of the Christ story. I hope that you will use this knowledge to reflect upon how it is appropriated in the films and plays that you see, the books that you read, the games you play, and the music to which you listen. I also hope that you will take the opportunity to discuss with colleagues, friends, and family how media can illuminate the Christ story or how it can distort it. This year, the core value of Christ-centered is our community theme. Whatever each one's personal faith is, all of us can emulate the better Christ films, and make our personal stories ones in which we perform acts of selfless love, we look to the future with hope, and we seek goodness in others.
Thank you. I thought that I needed to be short because I knew Ross was introducing me. <laughs> couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Mea culpa, mea culpa. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have more to say? This is unprecedented. Joanne doesn't go overtime. I, I can only say this about Ross because I'm just as bad as he is. <laughs> You're dismissed. <laughs>